Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. All right, what's going on, you guys? It's episode number 54 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by. We sure do appreciate you. And uh, we got some great stuff coming up over the next uh, 40 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about Ron's DNA. In fact, <laughs> have you ever thought about getting a DNA test? He has done this. The results are in. People are contacting him. And I can't wait to hear the stories because I'll be hearing the stories for the first time along with you. Also, uh, it's been two years. In fact, uh, January 20th, 2018, uh, I decided when I woke up one morning with an incredible headache and hangover that I was going to make some decisions to change my life. 730 days later, in fact, it's the anniversary here coming up uh, just tomorrow. We're recording this on a Sunday on January 19th. That anniversary is uh, tomorrow, and I can't wait to tell you what I've been doing, discovering, finding out for the last hundred and... What is it? Yeah, 730 days. Not 100. 730 days. How about that? So, anyway, uh, where do you want to get started in here? Because I walked in here moments ago, and it sounds like a billionaire gave away a million, and people are upset about this. What's going on? I'm really fascinated by this, just as a human psychology sort of thing, to try to wrap my brain around what is going on. So, we've all seen, probably in the news, that Australia is on fire. And the the amount of fires happening on that continent is mind-boggling. And so many people are reaching out to support. One of those was Jeff Bezos. So in a very heartfelt Instagram post, uh, Jeff Bezos said, I'm going to give a million Australian to fight wildfires. And so he just volunteered this and he said he's going to give it out there. Almost immediately, the interwebs just jumped on Bezos and were driving him into the ground. Someone at Business Insider did the calculations. And according to them, they say Jeff Bezos makes the amount that he was giving away about every half an hour because he has so much equity stake in Amazon and he's, of course, is, is worth billions of dollars. And so, and I got, I'm thinking about that. And so everyone's piling on now. And evidently, him giving away U.S., it's $690,000, it's a million dollars Australian, that, they, that people seem to think that it's not the absolute number of dollars that you're giving away. It somehow has to be a percentage of your income that makes it valid. And meanwhile, I always wonder, well, how much money are you giving away? Like, are you giving away 10% of your income every year? So th- this is just fascinating. Lamar Jackson just went through the same thing in the NFL, that he gave nice gifts to his linemen, and a woman got upset because he's not supporting the poor people. It's like, well, he wanted to give away, like, who? why, why do people feel like no. they can jump into other people's well, gifts? Let me ask you this, though, because uh, we talked about this on episode 47 of our podcast uh, just last week. When, when you're giving, and sometimes you're a high-profile person like Jeff is, are you doing that because uh, in radio and broadcasting, we call that a halo effect? In fact, a lot of times advertisers find out if you just don't advertise, but you become a part of the community, you get this halo effect. We know that with Les Schwab. Doing the right thing since 1952, doing the right thing matters. It's part of their core belief. If you go to a Les Schwab on Sundays, for instance, they're not there because they believe that you should be home playing with your family. And those that play together, they stay together. Uh, so anyway, Les Schwab a lot of times will give away a lot of money. You never hear about it. When they when they need partners, then they'll say, hey, uh, we're doing this toy drive. We're doing this food drive. We'd like for people to jump in. 
What do you think Jeff Bezos is doing here? Do you think he's trying to be an example so that there would be other people out there that had a lot of money in the bank like he did and said, hey, if Jeff can give a million, I'll give a million and try to match that? Or do you think he was looking for the halo effect, which, again, is a byproduct when you own a business and you do things right? Well, I mean, he has been criticized for not being philanthropic enough. And so maybe he's like trying to do that and doing it on Instagram. Um there was, I think, and I just this just dawned on me while you're saying this. Jeff Bezos didn't grow up a billionaire. He made billions of dollars. And if you're, and he's a little bit older than us, I think, a million dollars is a million dollars. And if you grew up thinking in his mind, probably, you don't think about what you have because a lot of it's imaginary money in a sense. It's in a stock. Like, you, you can't go out and necessarily spend that. Of course, Jeff Bezos has cashed in a lot of stock and bought a lot of things. But in, in your mind, if you're in your 50s, a million dollars is a million dollars. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or you're a hundred millionaire or whatever. So I think to him, saying, I'm giving away a million dollars seems generous. And it is generous. Yeah. Here's, here, here's what people should think about. Uh, I had a neighbor. In fact, I had two great neighbors, and they moved away about uh, 18 months ago. And they had bought a house right next to mine. In fact, uh, my old farmhouse was built in 1907. Their house, which is the exact same house, the exact same kit uh, from Sears and Roebuck. We have Sears and Roebuck houses because that's where a lot of craftsmen in Seattle came from. They came right out of a catalog. Uh, Sears and Roebuck was there before Amazon. Now you can buy uh, a similar home on Amazon for, I think, a lot more money. You used to buy, be able to buy these homes for a couple thousand dollars and then you'd throw them up. So ours were 1907, 1908. Uh, they purchased their farmhouse. I purchased mine about the same time. They purchased their farmhouse 12 years ago. And when they bought it, they bought it for $380,000. This is crazy. This is 2.8 miles from Amazon headquarters in downtown Seattle. And in our neighborhood, what we're experiencing is a lot of builders coming in. They're buying property and sometimes a home, just a shack uh, for well over a million dollars. And then they'll spend $800,000 building a home. And then they'll put it back online, let's say, for $2.5 million. Anyway. When my neighbors decided to move, and they said, you know what, this is too much. There's all these coders that are moving here. Uh, there's too much traffic in the city. They decided to move to Oregon and open up a practice there. When they decided to move to Oregon to open up a practice there, they put their house up for sale. And again, this was just 18 months ago. They sold the house without doing anything to the house. In fact, it was probably even a little more rundown after a couple boys had run it over for 18 months. No major improvements on this house. Not a new roof, not a new sewer, nothing. Uh, and they got $1.27 million, million for this property, a property they bought for 380000 And I asked them if they were going to pick up the phone and call Jeff and thank him uh, for them having the ability to buy a property, tie it down for about 10 years, and then you turn around, you make over a million dollars. And the point being... It changed Jeff Bezos and Amazon completely changed our neighborhood. And as a result of that, a lot of people are cashing in on that. So as you're cashing in, do you pick up the phone and call him? Do you give him a percentage? Do you remember to thank him and all the people at Amazon? Because there are so many people in so many neighborhoods around Seattle right now that are complaining about Amazon. And at the same time, their real estate values have gone through the roof. So... Make sure you pick up the phone and say, Hey, Jeff, I just made a million dollars. Thanks a lot. 
the Ron and Don Show. We'll talk about Ron's DNA in one minute only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's a new year, so it's time to get your rear in gear. When you're ready to sit down with the guys, just reach out by email, ron at windermere.com. Now here's those boyhood friends, Ron and Dave. I mean, Ron and Delbert. I'm just kidding. Here's Ronna and Don. All right, we're going to talk about uh, Ron's DNA test here in a moment. Uh, first, got to thank uh, Sarah Fawcett, uh, Scott Lean, Lynn Gibson, Kay Cole, Claude Morgan, and also our good friend Bob Upshaw. Who's Bob Upshaw? Who's that? Bob Upshaw. Anyway, they went to something called glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. Uh, was that your brother or was that your dad, Bob? It Upshaw? is my brother. Yeah. And uh, he became a monthly sponsor of Ron and Don Radio. Yeah, we need 100 people to give us, I don't know, 5 10 15 $20 a month to support the show. Because uh, we want to bring on even more episodes. We had one episode, then Les Schwab stepped in. We got it to three. We'd love to get it to five, if we can get to five episodes, by having some of you sponsor us. And, Ron, as people are listening right now, they don't have a pen or a pencil. They're maybe out uh, on a fast walk, a slow jog. And how can they get this information later if they don't have a pen and paper in hand? Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. And if you don't know what that means, when inside your podcast player, whether most of us are on Apple, just touch the, the episode number and then scroll up and you will see notes and there'll be a link in there to the Glow site. Just uh, touch that link and you're off to the races. Yeah. It's glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. That's glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. If you gave us five fifteen. $20 a month and you sponsored the show, uh, that would be a big deal to us. And then also, we'd love to say your name on the podcast because Sarah, Kay, Claude, and your dad, Bob, and your older brother, uh, Bob, I should say, uh, they just all sponsored the show and we thank them for that. All right? Glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. That's glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. And need 100 people right now to go sponsor the show. Thanks, you guys. All right. So this, I think you'll find very interesting. Of course, we've talked quite a bit about me being adopted. And so growing up, I always got questions of like, hey... Uh, you know, does, does heart disease run in your family? And I'd be like, I don't know, I'm adopted. Uh, you know, things along those, that nature. And so I got an ad a few months ago. I think it was online somewhere. There was a sale on one of these DNA tests, the, the, the swab in your mouth thing. And I was like, you know what? I've always, it's curious to me because I don't know. Uh, and one of the things that got me is they're like, we're going to break down, uh, some health metrics for you based on your genetics. So it's not just going to tell you where you're from, but we're going to tell you what you should eat or what you might be susceptible to, like those sort of things. Like, okay, that's interesting that to is me. A, that is interesting. And so I jumped, I know people are going to ask me, so the one that I use, and this is not an endorsement of them, this is just, the, it's called Vita Gene, V-I-T-A-G-E-N-E, and I just checked before we went on today. I think they're running the test for 89 bucks. So that's about what I spend. And then you can do different add-ons. And so um, the, the headline, so they, they send you the kit, you swab your inside of your cheeks. I think I might've had to do a little uh, blood onto a, you know, a drop of blood onto a, a cardboard thing and you send that back in. And then it took a couple months, like maybe six or eight weeks for them to process it. And then you get this dashboard on their website. So you sign in. So the, the headline is I'm European. So 99% of my DNA comes from the British, from British Isles in Eastern Europe, 
uh, combined. All right, so it, it, that wasn't a surprise, was it? No, not, so okay. 56% from British Isles, 26% from Eastern Europe, 8% from Southeast Europe. They, I do have almost one or uh, about a half a percent from Asia, yeah. which I found interesting, yeah. and then uh, from Oceania and Siberia, and then uh, almost half a percent from North and Central America. Wow. So that was the, the, just the DNA part, yeah. uh, which I found interesting. But here's the part that was that it was just fascinating to me, and then we could get to, and I have been contacted on the DNA database. So there's two things going on here. One is they give you where you're from. Two is they're going to break down, based on all of the DNA they have from people, health things. And then three, you can opt in to a DNA database if you want, where they upload your DNA sequence into this database, and then you say, can other people contact you? So those are three separate fields, and I did upload my DNA, and we can get to that in a minute. But first off was the, the diet report, and this I found absolutely fascinating on, on some things. And, and so everyone's different. I'd be interested to see what yours is. The first one is they say, you are more likely, your genetics tell us you're more likely to become overweight. So that's number one on this on the report. Wow. And so people with my DNA background are more likely to become uh, overweight. Mm. I'm more likely to be a sensitive to gluten. That was on there. And I'm more likely to be a slow carbohydrate metabolizer. So, and then this one, and you've seen this, I am prone to regain weight after dieting. So those things to me became valuable pieces of information where it's mm. like, okay, now I know that part of it is is genetic. So the fact that I've like I'll bounce a 15 pound window, like gain 15 pounds, lose it, gain 15 pounds, lose it. I'm genetically predisposed to have that in my DNA. So what does it what is, what does that do for you? Does it does it does it carry less shame? Do you do you have shame uh, when you look back and you look at like we have a photo with it's you and I and President Carter and we're standing in studio. Uh, and you look very, very different it's in that Unrecognizable, picture. yeah. So part of it, um, well, I mean, there was other reasons why I was that heavy that we've talked about before. But part of it is to go, oh, well, some of this is not be is not necessarily a self-control issue. Yeah. It's just my DNA. Other things that I found interesting, and, and we've talked about this before, I'm a fast caffeine metabolizer. So like you and I, if I have a coffee at 4 p.m., I can sleep that night. If you have coffee at 4 p.m., I think you it, it keeps you up. Yeah, that's a big mistake at 4 p.m. And yeah. so for me, I'm a fast coffee metabolizer. So boom, there's a marker and you can go in and, and find out what that one is. Wow. Uh, alcohol metabolism, I'm normal. And so uh, that's probably one of the reasons. Like I don't struggle with addiction issues around alcohol yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a normal metabolizer so if some people and i don't know what how it breaks down if someone has alcoholic tendencies if they metabolize it faster or slower but that was interesting to me and then it says i'm less prone to stress eating so it goes through and has saturated fats lactose all of these things that you can get on that so that i found interesting the other one is then it'll give you a breakdown of your skin and so you can like skin youthfulness. Your skin is likely to look younger than my actual age. I just had someone. That's true. Ra Rachel Bell and I went out to dinner a while back and then she said, do you Botox? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you have less wrinkles than I do and, and you're 10 years older than me. And I was like, no, I don't Botox. Yeah. Somebody just found a picture of you and I were in our 20s. We we're with our friend 55, uh, Gary Vero, who we talk about on episode uh, 51 this week. If you want to check that out, uh, episode 51 is Gary Verrill in 55. His wife sent us a picture, and again, it's you, I, and Gary, 
And she said, Ron, this was almost 30 years ago. How do you look exactly the same other than the ponytail? And she was right. I looked at that and I went, that's how he looks today. Yeah, it's, I mean, most of it's genetic, I found out. Yeah. So the, they do the skin traits like eczema, freckles, acne, all of those things. Then, and I don't know, is this interesting still? Because totally. it's interesting to me. It's totally interesting. Vitagen gives me what my metric should be for my diet. By the way, Ron is sitting down right now. I want you to get the visual. And he has about 250 pages of DNA <laughs> test in front <laughs> right. of him. And then as he finishes uh, the one page, he throws it on the floor. He's only thrown two pages on the floor, so we got a ways to go here. This might be the longest podcast ever in the history of the Ron and Don show. Right, so th- this I found interesting. So for my DNA profile, it recommends that I have 30% of my diet be carbs, mm. 40% be fat, yeah, and 30% be protein. Uh, and that that would be the optimum for my, for longevity and health that if I can do the, and, and people go, well, how do you track your metrics? Any sort of like lose it app, or there's a live strong app. There's all these apps online. If you just put in what you're eating every day mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can open it up and it'll tell you what your metrics are. Yeah. And so if I want to be the most vital and the most healthy, that would be my metrics. So really, and it even gives you sample diets you should do to get that. Mm. And then, so do, if we have time, so finally, then I, I opted in to, what the, do you mean if we have time, we're on a podcast. Right. Right. It's a Sunday. There's no. I don't I even know what time. Wanna, it, there's no clock here. We're just recording. It's just, just you and I. If, if it's still, and Charlie the dog and Gunnar O'Neill. If you're still finding it interesting, I'll keep going. I think we are. So I opted into the DNA database, and the, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. So I opt in. It says it's uploading your DNA sequence, and then come back in a couple days when it lets you know that uh, your DNA is is in the system. So I wait. I get the email. It says, "Hey, your DNA is uploaded. You can go see your results." So I go in there. First thing I do is I type in my name. Mm-hmm. So there's a search field, and I type in Ron Upshaw. I hit enter, or your real name, Rick Upshaw, and I get like very few things come back like two results i'm like well, what a ripoff okay like this is stupid okay like why did i pay the 19 bucks to do this or yeah. whatever it was you did that so the fbi can track you right. because the fbi and uh you saw they caught the, the golden state killer that's right through so- someone deciding they need a dna test and now there's lots of court action around the uh, around the country concerning dna tests and whether police should be able to have access so to i was that. getting zero matches on this or anything significant i'm clicking around feeling like it's a ripoff it's like half an hour goes by and then i'm like Oh, wait, I'm not genetically related to the Upshaw name at all. That's right. Like, there's like, what am I doing? How did you forget that? Right. I just like, you type your name in. Why didn't that just come to me? I'm sitting over here and I should have been able to To put put, this together, put that together. And I didn't. And so then, and I'm sitting here with you and going, that's an outrage. What a waste of money. And at the end of the day, you're not a, you're, you, you are an Upshaw and at the same time. I am an Upshaw, but I'm not genetically an Upshaw. To your point. So I type in my birth mother's name. Okay. uh, And then boom, boom. It's like matches all over the place and so i get an email the other day uh from a guy named what is uh gala gala and it says um i want to give you the whole email the the name my wife is named gala you are her closest dna match we have put her tree online and have you noticed that you notice that you haven't put a a dna tree online yeah uh, do you have a tree or ancestry anywhere? Could you at least give me info on your grandparents so I can attempt to find the relationship? Thank you. I appreciate that. So in correspondence with this guy. Who's this from? Uh, the Adams family. Yeah. 
and so the this, Adams, you better be careful because this could be an FBI profiler. It could be, and they have been looking for you for the past forty years, right? Because uh, little do we know what little Ron Upshaw used to do back in the day. So, so the Adamses are she's she's there's some I don't know if it's a legal situation or a familial situation. They are doing the research, and this person is a, a whiz with these family trees. So we've been going back and forth. He's found out birthdays, death days, marriage licenses, all this stuff, uh, doing research based on our DNA match. And so it could have been possible. I know that it's not, but it could, that I would have had a full, like a sibling or a half sibling. or So like some people that go on these things and you upload your DNA, you got to be ready for like, oh my God, I have a sister. I have a brother. I have an aunt that I don't know about. Like it could, if you upload it and there's like a direct match it will tell you when you like two days later you could log on and be like hey don o'neill you've got do you know that you have this uncle or do you know you have this brother and you'd be like no i don't so then you and i didn't want and i didn't want to know right exactly (laughs) isn't that crazy that is crazy so so ultimately what could happen with these folks that you're talking with right now probably just just find it are you are you finding out if you're part of the same tree, or do you believe, hey, we are part of the same tree? Let's see where your branch is and where my branch is. is that it's it? a little. It's interesting to me, but it doesn't make me feel alive just because I I, I identify as a, as an Upshaw. Yeah, like that's who my identity is, even though genetically I'm not. You're very curious, though. It's curious, and and so this is probably one of the reasons. I want I you to this. do it just so I can see. Your metabolism yeah. and like that, like all of those markers, yeah. I would be interested to see because our body types are different. Yeah, I would be interested to see what your metrics are genetically. What if I show up and I'm not even Irish, and here I am an O'Neill, and I thought I, I, was, bet, a, I thought I was a good Irishman. I bet you, I'd be shocked if it wasn't uh, your DNA, like 99 percent from the British Isles. Yeah. All right. Anyway, people want to find out more. You're going to put this where? Well, I'm going to put it anywhere. If you want to do it, the one I did, it's a Vitagene. But I'm, there's no relation. Like, they're not in paying us or anything. That's no. just the one I use. Find out more in our show notes. Also in our show notes, Ron, glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. What is that exactly? That's right. We were looking for 100 folks to help sponsor the Ron and Don Show. It's just glow. Look in the show notes. Click on the link. And then you, it's pretty self-explanatory. You can fill out your amount, fill out your info, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. You, we heard your plea. Now you have three three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. We'd like to take it to five sometime here in 2020. But to do that, we need you to be a part of the Ron and Don Nation, just like Lisa Little did, Randy Porter did, and James Trihall did. All right? Just go to Glow. Glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. That's Glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. a month, sponsor the show, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. We hope you do that, all right? Let's see if we can get this to five episodes. Uh, Coming up, I've been doing something for the last two years. In fact, uh, Monday on January 20th is an anniversary of sorts. 730 days of doing something and of not doing something. I'll tell you about that next on Ron and Don Radio. Thanks for hitting the subscribe button. That'll send you a new show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Just open your podcast app. Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. All right, coming up here in one minute, we're going to tell you about something I've been doing for the last two years. In fact, it's an anniversary of sorts. 730 days I've been doing something well and actually not doing something. I'll tell you about that uh, straight ahead. And believe me, it has not been easy. And I, I feel a little vulnerable sharing it. Um, but if it can help someone, someone like me, 
Uh, I'll share that here coming up. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Ron and Don Radio, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button, right? Yeah, and actually the share button, too. I, I went through and I was looking at how to do this. The, the thing that I've noticed, because we've been contacted and we've sat down with like social media experts and advertising experts and people that like do national uh, podcasting companies and stuff, nobody really has it figured out. And so the thing that I do know, though, is if something resonates with you and you and you share it, on your socials, that has the biggest impact. And so the way it works, especially most of our folks are in and in, in Apple, you when you you click up there, you're going to see three dots. Like you hit play, and then it's on the bottom of your phone. You scroll, you like hit that button, and it'll show up full screen. It'll be the Ronadon logo on there. In the bottom corner is three dots. It's called a stop sign uh, icon. You hit the stop sign icon, and then you hit share. Along the bottom, you can share it various ways through a, a text message, through an email. But if you have Facebook installed on your phone or you have Twitter installed on your phone or Instagram or any of the socials, that will show up and you just hit the Facebook logo and it will automatically create a post for you. And you can just say, hey, I was listening to the Ron and Don show. They said this thing about DNA. I found it really interesting, blah, 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 whatever you want to say and hit share. That will be the greatest help to us in the way that we can grow this there, there are still people every single week that i contact us and like i didn't even know you guys were doing a show anymore uh and we just need to collect all of those people and get them back into the nation yeah. so three things you can do number one please hit subscribe so every time that episode drops it'll drop right into your mailbox uh number two if you go ahead and share this on a social channel your facebook your twitter your instagram whatever you're on and then uh, number three, if you go to glow.fm slash Ronadon Radio, that's glow.fm Ronadon Radio. And all this is in the show notes. Show notes are just at the bottom of this episode. And this is episode number 54 that you're listening to. Uh, episode 54. Yeah, just look at the show notes. And if we had 100 people sponsor us, we want to see if we can take it from three episodes to five episodes each and every week. That just means we can do a lot more cause radio and we can help uh, in Pierce County, for instance, with Charlie's Dinosaur, which you guys have been a part of in this podcast along with you. We've given away $1,000, thousands of dollars, really. That's uh, cops helping kids. So before we get out of here today, let's talk about change. Uh, and I made some decisions two years ago, which I'll get into here in just a moment. I've noticed as I've approached 50 now on the other side of 50, when it comes to change, uh, I think for us men, it's a lot harder than women. It seems like women are really open to change and men, we really struggle with that. And Ron, I look at you right now uh, in your weight loss journey. What is it? Because you tried for so many years to tackle uh, your weight issue. And now for the past couple of years, you have and you have changed and it's very hard to change as you approach 50 why were you able to make that change and stick with it and how hard has it been it it is hard to change i think i've thought a lot about this I, i don't know if everybody has the same mentality like you and i are sort of cut from a certain type of cloth meaning that like I think we embrace experimentation. We're sort of open-minded in a lot of ways. And like, it doesn't intimidate us to try something new. Uh, and not everybody's that way or not everybody has the same comfort level in failing. Because when you start something new, you're going to fail a lot. And so if people get debilitated by that or it, it impacts their self-image, it's hard for them. So you and I, I think, are just way out on that space that spectrum of like, doesn't bother us. Like if I go do something, I'm not embarrassed. If I try something, if I go to a yoga 
class and I'm the worst one in there. I'm not self-conscious about it. I'm like, hey, it's my first time, like whatever. Like it doesn't bother me. Where some people are like, oh my God, I'm mortified. So that I think is is part of it that I, is difficult to tease out. But for me on the, the weight loss thing is it's the thing that finally clicked was keeping trying new methods until I found one that worked. Mm -hmm. And so I, and then the, the biggest one, and this one's hard for me, as you know, I had to admit that I was wrong uh, because I thought that I knew how it worked. Like I, for decades, I was like, oh, I know how weight loss works. You eat less and you exercise more. Like that's the, the era that I grew up in. That was the message, eat less, exercise more. And so in my mind, I was convinced that weight loss was tied to going to the gym. Hmm. That if I went to the gym, then I would lose weight. And what I learned finally is that for me, that is not true. Going, going to the gym will make you more hungry. Your body will demand more calories. And then you have to really be concerned about the calories that you put in your body. Because on a day where I lift or I run, my body just wants more energy. And sometimes the energy that you take in going to the gym or going for a run, if you go expend all that and then fill back up on calories, sometimes when you're working out, you're gaining weight. you end up gaining weight, which isn't always a bad thing because muscle uh, is heavier than fat for so sure. So the thing that unlocked change for me in the weight loss thing was understanding, we talked about it earlier, the, the metrics. It's like you need to pay attention. For me, when I have protein at a certain level, fat at a certain level, carbs at a certain level, I lose weight. And if I if that if that if those ratios go off, I gain weight. Like it's simple as that. It has nothing to do with exercise. Now, if I do exercise, my body changes, but it's not tied to weight. Yeah. Uh, and so that that was the thing for me. How do you get on the other side of it, though? I, I read this book, and I talk about it a lot, called, by Ryan Holiday, called The Obstacles of the Way. And it has another book now that I've listened to a number of times called Stillness. And it says stillness is the key. It, it, when, when you look at losing weight, for instance, or if you're bulimic, or if you have an addiction issue with alcohol, drug, whatever it is, uh, pornography, let's say, a lot of times... It, you'll, you'll find out when you sit down and you start talking about these things and whether you do this in a group setting with a, with a therapist or kind of on your own as you're reading books, listening to podcasts, self-help, trying to figure things out. It's usually the thing on the other side of that obstacle that you have to, you have to be willing to deal with. So sometimes as you're battling weight or battling bulimia or if you're battling uh, alcohol addiction, it's one thing to triage and take care of that and stop doing that behavior. But once you stop doing that behavior, then you have to deal with why you were dealing with that, why, why you were doing that behavior in the first place. And that's where the real work comes from. And that's where it's tough, I think. Yeah. And that's what we're going to probably, I think, talk about in a future show of my thing with all this stuff that you can see around us right now of like, I actually went to my therapist this week and I was like, I don't know why I can't get rid of these things. Uh, and so we started to talk about that and uncover that. But yeah, if you don't know the why, the how just continues. Like you just sort of keep doing what you're doing. Uh, once you, I think, and it takes some bravery. And that's where going back to your thing about courage or about a change. If you're not curious about how things work, it's never going to unlock for you. Mm. Like you have to have a baseline curiosity of how the world operates and how you operate in the world. And if you don't have that, it doesn't matter because for me, the way I'm going to change and be able to give, you know, get rid of some of these clutter is by understanding what is going on. And once I understand that, then the, and it, this just happened the other day, but your urges, you can sort of pause for a second. And I know we're just going to talk about that later, but go ahead. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I, I'm, I usually have, I'm a pretty open book uh, when it comes to sharing things. This is a little hard for me uh, because it makes me feel very, very vulnerable in, in sharing this with you. And I think the reason I can share this with you is I have grown close to a couple men in my life. Jim Brown and Gary Verrill have grown very close to both. And both these men uh, are superheroes to me. And both of these men uh, have shared everything. And they continue to share everything. And both these men uh, have stage four cancer. And earlier this week, in fact, if you go back and you listen to show uh, 47 and you listen to show 51, you'll hear us talk about a guy by the name of Gary Verrill, number 55, who uh, I've spent some time with. In fact, I was in the hospital with him this week. He was in the hospital. I went to visit him. And I said, Gary, how come you're, you're sharing these things now because you've always been such a private person? And he's the one that left me a, fo- uh, a phone message that uh, we shared with you in episode 51. And it was some things he was thinking about as we're heading into the new year, wondering if he's going to have another Christmas with us. And there's three things that he wanted to share with me. And he shared those. And again, that's in episode 51. I said, you know what? If Gary, such an introvert and such a private person, if he can share these things, then I should be able to share these things too. And a lot of times as men, we like to share with you uh, our successes, but a lot of times it becomes very difficult to share our failures. And, uh, and I know that's been, that's been hard for me and my ego uh, over the course of my lifetime, but I wanted to share this with you now. Uh, this week on my Facebook page, there'll be a picture that appears. It's a picture of my son when he is two, and we're playing in the ocean uh, up in Edmonds. And my friend uh, George, his daughter, is an incredible photographer. And so Nicole Goddard, if you ever need a great photographer, Nicole Nicole Goddard, uh, G-O-D-D-A-R-D, look for her. She's out of L.A., but she comes up here uh, and does a lot of location photography. She just followed us around one afternoon, and I got these amazing pictures. In fact, I love the picture. Uh, It's just my son in a diaper, and we're standing out uh, just off Edmonds, just off the coast. And we're standing out in the water, and we're splashing around, and he is two. And the next thing you know, I blink, and he is now nine as I look at that picture on my bedstand. Two years ago, on January 20th, I made a phone call that changed my life. That phone call we talk about in episode 43. So if you'd like to know about the phone call that I made and who I talked to, uh, just go ahead and listen to uh, episode 43 if you'd like to do that. After that phone call, after that phone call, and this was a phone call to someone that I loved and cared about and was planning on marrying, actually. Uh, we were engaged, uh, which I've never shared before. After that phone call, um, I ended up laying in my bed. I went in and I grabbed my son, and I grabbed that picture, and I clutched that picture, and I clutched it. That picture, uh, and I don't think I've shared this with Ron, is everywhere. If uh, you walk into my bathroom, you'll see that picture. If you look at my nightstand, you'll see that picture. If you look at my cubicle at work, you'll see that picture. If you look on my phone, you'll see that picture. And it's me uh, being a dad, a first-time dad, uh, to a little two-year-old who, again, is now nine. After that phone call uh, that I made, um, I made some decisions. And I wrote this, and I'm going to put this up on my uh, Facebook feed uh, later this week. Uh, but this is, uh, this is what it says. 730 days ago, today, which would be uh, Monday, I decided to stop drinking. I decided to change my diet. 
I decided to rededicate myself to becoming the best dad that I could be. I decided to stop running and numbing and self-sabotaging. In the last 730 days, I have fallen on my face and completely failed. I have wrestled. I have struggled. I have felt lost. And I have felt alone. And I have been stripped down to the studs of my life. And yes, I drank four times. In the last 730 days, I have learned to show up for myself so I can show up for my son. I have learned to accept, embrace, and understand why I drank. In the last 730 days, I have learned to move through obstacles instead of always running from them. In the last 730 days, I have learned to accept the four days that I failed, but also to embrace the 726 days that I battled. And so here I am, 730 days, two years later, I am humbled, I am grateful, I am fully alive, and I hope, I hope that I am more present. And today on this day, I am ready for day 731, and that's all thanks to a little boy who saved my life. Love to all of you, and love to my baby boy, Gunnar O'Neill. It's Don of the Ron Don Show, only on the Ron Don Radio Network. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.